Welcome to Data Savvy Educational Leadership, where we help you become a leader of data-informed instruction for your school or district. Hi, I'm Leah Torres from Education Foundations. Hi, I'm Heather Peltier with Education Foundations, and we are going to be talking today about strategies for engaging all of your teachers in data chats. They're not just teachers of state-tested subject areas. And this can be a problem or something that administrators struggle with, and a lot of the responsibility and pressure lies on teachers in these state-assessed areas, and then other possibly elective teachers feel left out also as they aren't able to participate in the conversations as readily as those of the areas that are state-tested. So there are different techniques that an administrator can do to pull them into the conversation and make the grade if this accountability measure happens in your state, those teachers need to feel like they're a part of it too. They need to feel like they have a piece in that overall grade to move students forward. So as the leader for your school, especially if you're an administrator, the most important piece to this, and we're gonna talk about some specific strategies, but the number one piece is setting that culture and expectations for all of your teachers. So data chats are everyone's responsibility, everyone's engaged, the expectation needs to be in place that all of your teachers are going to be included in this, part of this, and responsible for their data. There are a couple components of this. So one of them is expectations that all teachers will be in attendance at any meetings where data chats are happening and consistently holding those teachers to those expectations as an administrator. So not relying on other staff, instructional staff, like your coach to go in and talk to the teachers and make sure that they're present or find out why they weren't present. Really as the leader, as the administrator, setting that expectation and following through with the teachers. All right, so now let's talk about some specific strategies for how you can really engage your teachers in this process, especially the non-tested teachers. And the first strategy that we're gonna talk about is showing that relevance to them. So breaking down their curriculum, the what they're teaching, in terms of those tested skills. So whatever your tested skills are, reading, writing, math, whatever it is that your specific state is testing or that you're testing in your benchmark data and you're wanting them to engage in those data chats, sit down with them, spend some time, but really help them walk through their curriculum and understand how what's being tested ties back to their goals for the students. If it's a social studies teacher and they want to be able to interact with some primary and some secondary source documents, then it's really going to be important that they're able to read and to write, to do that analytical thinking and demonstrate that through their writing. So really helping them see how their curriculum itself, what they're teaching, aligns to what's being tested. And this can work in art or in music as well, in PE. Oftentimes, art teachers will show works of art from other painters or artists throughout the years, and they'll ask the students to write about it or write something about it or describe it, which is a writing skill and tying it back to art, what you're asking your students to write. Or they might even want to go in and do some analysis of some artworks, and they might want to incorporate some of those similar elements that they're learning in language arts classes. So for example, they might want to talk about the setting of a particular picture or the characterization within the picture. And so these are all just different ways that you can show them how their actual curriculum, their goals for the student learning, really tie back to the student 
student's ability to read, to write, and in some cases to do mathematics. Another way is also to show them the relevance, not just to the curriculum of what they're teaching, but also to their test if applicable. And so this doesn't apply to all teachers, but if it's a teacher of an advanced placement course or career technical course where they have industry certifications, if you can help them look at those assessments, so those industry certification tests or those AP tests, and really map those skills to the core skills of reading, of writing, of mathematics, then you can show them explicitly that relationship between their success on that teacher's particular test and how it relates to what this benchmark data is showing us. So your students are not going to be able to demonstrate proficiency on the industry certification test if they can't read, or in some cases if they can't write, or maybe if they can't do this, at least this level of mathematics. And so really helping them see explicitly how do these core skills relate to their tested skills. In CTE courses especially, there are a lot of access to students at different reading abilities to those courses. And if the CTE teacher isn't engaged in understanding the student's background, it can be extremely frustrating to both the teacher and the student because the student has been placed in this class and is probably interested in the coursework, but the barrier might be reading or writing or math skills the teacher might not understand why there's this barrier and why the students aren't performing. In some states, CTE is part of the school grade, and if the students pass, it's part of the overall school grade. And so it's just frustrating if those teachers aren't talk through their data, talk through the students' abilities, and teachers oftentimes might just get frustrated and want the students removed to their, from their classes because of these barriers. And by talking through it, the students can often stay in the classes and the teachers can understand how to help the students access the reading that's aligned to the coursework and, and help them with their vocabulary in this specific situation, especially if the student's interested in the topic that high level of interest can help push the students through and want to perform better once everybody's on the same page. And so really as a corollary to those high expectations of your teachers participating in data chats, if you can motivate them and give them that intrinsic desire to want to participate because they see how what's being talked about is really impacting what's happening in their classrooms, and their ability to help their students learn, then this is going to make a real difference for them in terms of how they engage with that data and whether they do so from a compliance mindset or let's truly get involved, engaged, get curious about this data. The other recommendation that we have for engaging teachers of non-tested subject areas is to incorporate multiple data sources. So sometimes the data chats tend to focus only on benchmark data, reading, mathematics, possibly writing. And really, there's a whole host of other data that could be incorporated into these discussions and that really is relevant to student learning. And we talked a lot about this in an earlier podcast episode where we overview at a high level a plenitude of data sources. When you're thinking about things like bringing in behavior data, attendance, maybe some social emotional data, and really helping the teachers as they're talking 
see how all of this relates and ties into the student's learning within their course, that can be another way to really show them that relevance. So that focus doesn't have to be only on the benchmark data or the state test data. You can bring in these other sources to help them get a more well-rounded picture of their student, but also to see that relevance because everyone is impacted by student attendance and everyone is impacted if there are student behavior issues or if that student is struggling with self-regulation. So one thing that we've seen in some of our schools, especially for the older students, is that if they are late to class or skipping a course, they are assigned ISS for the day. If they choose to skip a Spanish course or they choose to skip a PE course and now they are in ISS for a day or half day, they could also be missing their algebra course, which could be state tested, their ELA course, which could be state tested. And so pulling in attendance data and pulling in discipline data and showing this is happening in your class, but it's impacting these other classes can show the relationship also to those teachers who may make not have a state test, how does what's going on in their class affect the whole school? And what does that data look like? One of the projects that Leah and I both worked on in Florida was a large-scale grant for helping teachers of non-tested subject areas, first of all, unpack their standards, be really thoughtful about how they're going to assess, and then develop assessments, huge banks of assessment items that could be used by teachers around the state. As part of this project, we trained over 400 teachers from a range of courses, career technical, guitar, foreign language, all different subject areas. And the biggest piece of feedback that we got from teachers was that this was really meaningful professional development for them. They were so excited that someone was finally engaging with them in terms of unpacking their standards thinking through assessment and helping, really helping them understand how they could assess their students in a way that gave them some information that was relevant and useful and meaningful about student progress toward their learning goals. And so another possible data point that you could bring into the data chats is teacher developed pre and post test. And I will caveat this by saying that I highly recommend first working with them on helping them go through that process of unpacking their standards and backwards designing their assessments so that their standards are really measuring the desired outcomes because many teachers don't have that fundamental training. And so that piece needs to be in place in order for it to actually be really meaningful assessment that's going to give them the type of data that will really contribute productively toward these data chats. But if you can do that and lead them through that process, help them focus on how they're gathering data to show how they know their students are learning their content, then that's going to be really meaningful to them to help them bring that to those data chats and be able to talk about their course on the same footing as the courses of the teachers in the state-tested subject areas. Oftentimes that is not done because they don't have a coach or because they're an elective, but if they have standards that the state is expecting them to go through, and there's even a course progression for PEs, and there's a course progression for different art classes, and at the end, if the student's goal is to take an AP art class, 
they need to get through our electives to lead to that, to be able to do what they need to do in those courses by working with the teachers. And it might not be a pre-post assessment. It might be a common assessment. They might just have one assessment that they give and they're the only art teacher and they just need help understanding how do I test them? Do I have a way to record my data easily? That's also a key. A lot of schools have platforms that allow teachers to grade tests and administer tests easily to students, but your elective teachers may not have been trained because they are kind of out of sight, out of mind. And so there's a lot of different ways and resources that they have that they possibly don't know that they have, and they would like to be part of that conversation as well. And so part of this is really, as a leader, being knowledgeable enough about assessment, the assessment process, and assessment data to be able to lead this work with them and help them go through that process of unpacking their standards and backwards designing those assessments that they're working out based on the curriculum that they're teaching. When we were doing the project, we weren't necessarily experts on every content. So as an instructional leader, you might not know all of the information in all the CDTE courses, but we knew how to look at standards. We knew how to have a framework for, they knew their content. They knew what was important. They just needed the framework and the conversation to understand how to put this all together. So that's really key as an instructional leader. You don't have to be an expert at everything, but you need to know the resources and how to frame the conversations with your staff. That is a really good point. The content expertise comes from the teachers, but whereas the leader you need to come in is giving them that framework, as Leah said, to really unpack their standards, think this through, and assess in a way that's meaningful. And to know it doesn't have to be multiple choice questions, it can be performance tasks, and to understand that that is driven by their standards, right? Some of the standards they will be able to assess in a simple multiple choice question. Other standards, especially for courses like PE or some of the career technical or even foreign language where sometimes there's a there's a pretty substantial speaking component, they're going to have to be a performance component in there. And so helping them understand how to design those types of assessments, how to collect data on those types of assessments, and then to share that and think that through is just a really valuable process for them as educators. In reference to the work that Heather and I did with teachers of these electives, PE teachers are still using, in other courses, but specifically the PE teachers are still using the assessments that were designed after they had designed it. It was a strong test that was aligned to their standards and aligned to student performance, and they still have used it over the years, whether it was required or not. The project that we're talking about was part of the Race to the Top grant. So it's been over five years ago, and these teachers were so impacted by by the project, by the work, by the assessments, that that work is still ongoing with them just voluntarily, although the funding has dried up and the grant has left. And that's what really helps build a culture where everybody is looking at the data on a student to help see if they are growing and learning in the content areas. And that builds when you have IEP meetings, when you have meetings if a student is an English language learner and you have to have a placement meetings at times or if they are in an MTSS tier and possibly moving through 
the tiers for possible placement. All teachers are responsible for being part of the conversation. And if you have a data-rich culture at your school, that conversation is a lot easier on all of the people in the meeting. If the PE teacher is in the meeting, the school psychologist is in the meeting, and an ESE contact is in the meeting, and they're having this conversation about placement, the PE teacher will be able to give insight into the student's performance, into the student's learning, and it makes all conversations school-wide easier when everybody is on the same page and able to contribute. It makes MTS meetings easier. It makes grade level meetings. It makes teacher conferences just in general. If the student is having a behavior struggle or has had multiple referrals, if everybody's on the same page and everybody has the same mindset, it makes those conversations a lot more structured to have. Otherwise, there's a lot of grade level maybe isolation or content level isolation or I see this in my class and an ELA class and I've gathered this data and I see that they're performing and then another teacher comes in and doesn't have any data and so then there's a barrier to whether the student gets a certain placement or gets scaffolds that they need or help that they need because somebody isn't on the same page. So as a leader, our strong recommendations are, first of all, to set that culture and expectations for all of your teachers, and then to really provide them the supports that they need to make this happen in terms of, first of all, understanding how those tested core areas of literacy and mathematics really relate to their content areas, but also help them understand the assessment development and construction process, how that must relate to their standards, and how to really be thoughtful as they're going through that development process to create assessments that can result in data that can then be brought forward into these data chats. And then bringing in those other metrics that we were talking about those multiple data sources and which one you use will depend again on your goal or your needs, whether it's you're looking at a whole grade level or whether you're looking at an individual student level, but really incorporating that to show that holistic picture of the student. So these are all really important components for you to have as a leader if you're going to engage all of your teachers in these data chats. And if this seems overwhelming to you as an instructional leader, Heather and I have been working on this and part of this for years. We have the resources and the knowledge available to help. We have the resources and the tools and the guidance and the know-how how to do this effectively. We've led these initiatives for years with hundreds of teachers across a range of content areas. We really understand how to bring that process and how to break it down and make it really engaging for the teachers and making it's, make it something that teachers can be really excited about. And we love working with school leaders on these types of initiatives. And so if this is something that you feel that your school needs, if you've been wrestling with how to engage your teachers of non-tested subject areas in your data chats, then we are happy to help and support. On our website, there's a link. You can use it to request a consult with us and we will just sit down with you and talk through what's going on at your school. We're a very small company, and so we really customize and individualize our services depending on the specific needs of the school that we're working with. And so we are really happy and excited to talk with you. Just reach out to us. It is very exciting work. We are very passionate about this, and we would love to work with
with you and your school. Thanks so much for listening today. Thank you for joining us today.